This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. It's so lovely to be with you again today, our dear friends and listeners. We have Glynis Campbell with us, and she's going to share her experience of a healing community, um, also in a CR group that she had before, and also people, the people you need for such a healing community. She's part of Edenville Baptist Church, and we are so happy to welcome her here with us today. Very, very welcome, Glynis. So good to have you with us, and uh, we're looking forward to be sharing with you. Can you share some of thank your you. no, story you for, with us? Thank uh, you for having me on. I'm, I'm looking forward to it as well. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Uh, Glynis, could you tell us a little bit of, about your story? Um, perhaps why did you get into a recovery and restoration uh, community? Okay, just in a little way. Um, I grew up. I grew up in a Jewish family, and uh, and um, basically, what happens when when I was uh, when I was ten, eleven years old, my father died very, very suddenly, um, which turned my whole life around. It, uh, basically, the God that I didn't really know, I blamed him. I became really, really, uh, basically, very, very messed up. Um, did all the stuff I shouldn't do, and life was really, really made a lot of, lot of bad mistakes, um, and you know, including marrying wrong. Um, and in this case, it, I came to a place at one, one stage in in my life where um, I got to that place where life seemed meaningless. Everything seemed to be a mess, and I didn't want to go on. I just, I basically wanted to die. Mm. And I found myself at my sister-in-law's house who said to me, you know, you need to accept Jesus. Now, for me, as a Jewish girl, Jesus wasn't really something part of my life. Mm. And I said, yes. Mm. I said, because well, I'm crying and I, everything's a mess. And all I can say to you at that very moment, as she prayed with me, the peace of God came over me like it never happened before. And that that running, that restlessness, God began to do a restoration in my life. Mm. Um, and from that on, he took what is like in Ezekiel, where he said he took my stony heart out and he gave me a heart of flesh, mm. a heart to care and to really just to... To start helping, trying to help broken people, I started doing every single course I could think of to try and work, and that's basically how I started wanting to start uh, helping broken people. Mm. Wow! It really reminds me when I, when you said about the mess that you felt you were in. It reminds me of it turns my mess into a message. It really seems like that's mm. what what Jesus had done when He had come into your life. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, yes, and then um, as as a result of uh, marrying wrong, I was married to an alcoholic and um, life was obviously very challenging. Um, and um, oh, my, my marriage failed uh, because it's just, it was just was also a mess. And um, I started to really just search why uh, people, you know, um, how, what, why, you know, why they, sorry, why they really got into alcoholism, any sort of addiction. Mm. And um, and also because I'd had my own eating disorder because, and all those kind of things. And 
that's really where um, I started looking for different courses to see how I could help other people. Mm. And and also, even in my own home, I had a home which I felt was a little bit like a safe house where people came in for restoration. Mm. And, uh, and I had a lot of different people come through in my house, sometimes stay with me, some, but, you know, in, in that sort of thing with eating disorders, with, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. So, yeah, so that's kind of what I've been doing, and that is where my heart is to see broken people whole. Yeah, I, uh, I notice, I love what you are saying, is turning that stony heart into a heart of flesh. Mm. And uh, I, I hear you are saying that it was your real desire to help other people. But I, I am sure that it was not only helping other people, but in the helping of other people, you helped yourself first. In other words, once you were starting to restore yourself, um, you were also busy helping other people. How have you ex been experiencing that? Absolutely. You know, because as we know, when we get, uh, when we come to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, um, our spirit is restored, but obviously it's still a, a walk of, of, of restoration. Mm. And in my own life, um, I had to deal with, um, basically, us in, in a way, I'd, I had never had closure with my father. Mm. So that was a really mm. big thing for me. Um, I had to do a lot of healing in that area to really to, and I, I, and in the healing process, I was able to let him go to forgive him mm -hmm. for leaving. I mean, it wasn't his fault at the end of the day, but for he didn't leave, he, he died. Mm -hmm. um, and I had to go through that process of, of letting him go and accepting Jesus as my, and uh, God is my father. Mm -hmm. um, I, that was a process. Um, as well as beginning to like myself. Mm. I didn't really like myself. And mm. it, it was like a revelation of, for me uh, of, um, um, what was I, a revelation of one day I saw there in a Psalm 139 that he formed me, he made me. And it's like a revelation came to me that, well, if he thinks I'm okay, then I really must be okay. And something switched inside of me there as well. That um, and I began to like myself. Mm. So the, there was, there was a yes, there was a huge process, and along the way, still made lots of mistakes. Mm. Mm. As we all do, I still make mistakes. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, there was a lot of a lot of uh, restoration I had to make in my own life. What I and hear I, you saying, I'm sorry, I was interrupting now. No, no, no. Um, what I hear you saying, Glennis, is that. You know, the Bible says we need to love others like ourselves and that you really had to get come to self-acceptance and also the, the process of forgiveness in growing, in helping us not to stay stuck in our negative patterns in our lives and that it's part mm -hmm. of the, the, the recovering journey, the healing journey that we need to go, hey, mm. not only to help others, but to help ourselves in the first place. Mm. Otherwise, we get stuck. Blame mm. and Absolutely. resentment, um, those things keep us stuck in our, in our old patterns of behavior. Mm. And that's why it's so important to be able to break free out of that so that 
we can get into more healthier patterns of behavior and also the patterns of judging others. Eh? Mm. As you were sharing, um, Glennis, I was hearing you had hurts from your father mm. and mm. Uh, you had mm. to get over the, or get to the point of liking and loving yourself. And that, mm. that's, that's like a hang-up. For me, mm. it was an mm -hmm. incredible hang-up that I couldn't accept father's love I couldn't accept myself and uh, and love myself. That mm. was a real hang-up for mm, me. Mm -hmm. And then uh, all the mistakes that you make, mm. um, all the habits, mm. you know, like we, we make, yeah, mm. we, we do and we make mistakes and we make the same mistakes over and over, wrong behavior. Mm. And it's, it's these hurts, hang-ups and habits and that sometimes develop into addictions mm that bring us into a journey of restoration. Mm. And that's what I hear is busy happening to you. Mm. And, um, you know, just now we're going to be taking a break. And so uh, let's just see if we can get started on what are the type of people that you saw coming into the, uh, the CR program that you were offering? And that were part of your uh, healing and restoration journey. And. Um. Look, the, the the people that I that I saw coming into the um, in 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 Edenvale Baptists when we ran this uh, celebrate recovery, that not a lot of them were uh, were really addicted as in uh, mm -hmm. to substance abuse or that, but it was very much more an emotional thing, mm -hmm. emotional, and a, a lot of them, like myself, had uh, they they didn't their identity. In Christ was flawed, mm. and mm. Um, and and they had not accepted themselves as Christ sees them. So mm. yes, they know knew Christ. Yes, they love God. Yes, all those things. But does God love me? Mm. Does God? How does God? Does God see me? And and you know, it's to get that um, that change of of identity, mm. which is which was for me was was so it was so. It's important because if uh, if they if they're not comfortable in their skin because of they seeing themselves through their eyes, um, I had I would I counselled the girl just I don't know if we got the time but I counselled the girl years ago very very um, had um, um, with a, with the eating disorder, it's thin 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 and one day one day I'll never forget she phoned me she was staying with me she'd walk past the mirror. And she suddenly said, phone me, she said, I'm very thin. Mm. And mm. It, it was like the blinkers of cat came off her eyes mm. and she was beginning to start healing then because she realized that what she had been seeing herself as, she that wasn't actually what she was. Mm. And mm. she began to, the restoration has taken a long time. Wow. I walked with her many years, but wow. today she loves God. She's accepted God. And, and 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 she she she's comfortable with who she is. She, she eats. She doesn't have an issue with eating, and um, it's just it's such a blessing mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. see where she came from and where she is today. Amen. And it, yeah, it took and a that, long time. Yes, mm -hmm. and that is part of the reality. Hey, she. We always talk about reality in the face of addiction. Um, that you had to face. Mm. But, Glynis, it's time now for a break. Let's uh, talk more after the break. 
Yeah, thank you, listeners, for coming back and staying with us. Um, Glennis, you were sharing about a, a great testimony of um, where you had created a safe community or a safe environment for somebody to be healed. What what are some of the requirements you, in your experience that that are needed for a safe healing community? Um, I think for a safe healing community, people need to feel accepted. They need to feel because the interesting thing for me when people used to come, people uh, sort of obviously most people women, uh, that were women who would come into like in my home. And they'd say this feels like a safe place. Mm. Now, for me, you know, we would think, okay, security-wise, no. They, they've they never known safe because their homes have never been safe. They've mm. been abused. They've been all sorts of things. So for to feel safe, they need to know that where they are, they are going to be heard. They're going to be accepted. Mm. Um, and they're not going to be judged. Mm. Mm. Uh, and I think that is, that is safe for them. Mm. Mm. Um, what I found when in, in CR, that when we started, obviously everything, everybody was nervous. Mm. They didn't know what, you know, they'd come here and now what they're going to expect. But as they, we got into the little groups um, and people who had never really shared their stuff, began to open and share. Um, they actually said we'd never we've never spoken and beep, and the response of each person they began to feel accepted, mm. loved mm. and safe. Mm. And mm-hmm. um, because they were able to hear be heard without judging, without you know looking you know, anybody looking at them funny and saying, so for me that is a safe community, and also to know because we see how we have rules. What what's said in the group stays in the group. Mm. We're not mm. allowed to talk about it. No cross talk. No, you know all those kind of things. So we keep it really structured. Mm. So people mm. and structure is important for people who have never had. I never felt safe. Yeah. Absolutely. We keep on talking about CR, and I'm thinking some listeners might not know what we mean. Oh, CR sorry. is a Celebrate Recovery program that a person can run at your church. It's um, started by Rick Warren, and, you know, he's the person that did the, the Purpose Driven Life, the Purpose Driven Church. You can look that up. Many churches run this, and there are also online communities, and that's what you had done, right? You... You look through, I think we just touched this. We haven't really gotten into it, how you got to this. You said you were looking at different programs. Uh, can you tell us more? How did it happen that you decided you wanted to do the CR program at your church? Um, yeah, basically what happened, as I said, I have been looking at different programs. I even did a 14-week course at another church, also similar lines. Uh, of 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 this, but it, and I and my pastor Marlene was very uh, behind me in, in this. She actually came one or two of the courses, but that one didn't type of didn't seem to fit with our what was what we were looking at. Mm. And how God works, I actually went to visit a friend uh, who was at another church, and I was just sharing my what I was what you know what my what my wanted to do. And she said, oh, we're running a Celebrate Recovery course at our church. So I said, well, you know, can I hear about it and everything else? And that's basically how it started. 
And then somebody else I knew was going to one in uh, Three Rivers mm. near the Vaal. And so I think, okay, we'll get our fire. And, and that's basically how I started looking at it and and um, spoke to uh, my pastor about it. And she said, it sounds good. And uh, so the first year, somebody, what we, so we did start. And the first year, uh, because obviously I didn't, I didn't know much about it. I thought that the Lord provided someone who had been running the course. He mm. was from another church, and he came and ran the ran the course for the first year with us. Mm. And uh, and it's it was a perfect fit for our church, and mm. also it just worked really really well. So I know, just want people with hurt habits and hangups. Mm. Exactly. So that's what I want to ask you. Um, what do you think? You know, many people will think, but. But we don't have people struggling with drugs at our church. And actually, maybe they are. Maybe they just don't know about it. But why do you think is it such a suitable program? You just mentioned something about hurts, hang-ups, and habits. Um, tell us more. Why do you think? Because, because you know, I think often people say, well, I come to know, came to know Jesus and everything is fine. And, you know, I do the right thing. So why do you think people need this program? Because, but well, you know, we all have hurts, habits, and hang-ups. I mean, we we might not be addicted to something, but we we could have emotional. I mean, we can't live a whole life without um, without things happening to us. And some of the people that were on the on the group on the course, um, they didn't have major things, mm. but there were certain things that were holding them back. As I said, a lot of it was their identity, um, which was, you know, stopping them from stepping forward, going forward. And um, and there were certain, a lot of, a lot of people had um, sort of issues that um, that they seemed to be stuck on. Mm-hmm. And they really didn't know how to move forward because um, there was no program for them. So they're in the church and you're supposed to have, supposed to have your, your, your happy face, I'm blessed and everything. But there are people that don't, you know, that, that that have these needs. I mean, we had a guy who was an who was addicted to alcohol, um, but he's not going to sit up, sit in the church and and say this is my issue. Mm. Um, drugs. There was a, a guy who had who was addicted to pornography, but he's not going to say that in the church. Mm. So, mm. of course, like this, give them the the opportunity to be free to say. I have a problem. Mm, uh, my mm. life has become unmanageable mm. because it is run on the on the on the on the steps of the beat on the beatitudes. Yes, uh, yes. Celebrate recovery, mm. and and it's on the twelve steps, like obviously, like the like the AA program. And uh, the first step is to say my life is unmanageable. But mm. who are you going to say that to? Mm. You don't want to say it, you know, just to anyone. Mm. So to give them the the space to be able to come and say, this is where I'm at and um, my life is unmanageable. I don't mm. know how to move forward. Yeah. I, I, I love what you're saying, um, Ledis, and that is that um, what you're doing and what this program does, and maybe this is also just something I, I'd like to mention. Our listeners may think that we are punting a certain program, but uh, this can take place in any healing community, any mm-hmm. safe community. So it is not necessarily only CR. So if somebody is having some hurt, hang-up or habit, 
they don't need to be looking only for a celebrate recovery. They can join another group, another support group, another mm. fellowship and in which they can experience safe community. What I'm hearing you are saying is that you're giving people a place where they can have a voice. Mm. Um, and, and that is yes. a place where we cannot say, we can say in this place, in this space, in the safe community, what we can say nowhere else. Mm. And perhaps some, not even with our, with our family, um, but you're giving them a voice. Honest and open without being blamed and judged. Mm. Very important. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. And that in itself is healing. Mm. You know, just to be able to talk and, 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 and someone to listen to you. Mm. You know, that, that is that is a lot of that is healing as well. And for um, me personally, just exactly what you're saying now, to listen to other people and what they say. I've learned so much from other people. And it really helped me to get out of isolation. Often I think I'm the only one struggling with something. Mm. But when many people are open in a healing community, you realize you're not the only one. It takes us out of isolation and it puts us in connection where we can all learn from one another and go before the throne room of God and connect with him because he is the one that helps us um, because we cannot do it on our own. Hey, yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah. this, and this is exactly what you're saying, Suki, is that they they actually look at and they say, "Oh my gosh, I didn't realize that you you know you were also thinking this or also that or that." Mm. And it, it it just they start feeling that they, as you said, they're not the only one. Mm. Um, sure, well, that's a wonderful, wonderful observation. Thank you so much, Glynis, for your time with us. Unfortunately. Um, we, I think we need and more some time. We need more time, and we will do that in our program for next week. Thank you very much for being with us, Glynis, and we're looking Thank forward to pleasure. speaking to you next week again. God bless. All right. Thank you. God bless. All right. Thank you. Bye. And listeners, if you have any uh, questions or comments or whatever, feel free to send them to us at Frederick. Suki at kpulpa.co.za and um, yeah, send on the podcasts from www.kpulpa.co.za forward slash podcast forward slash into me see and uh, have a listen again and send them to friends. Thank you and bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.